When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. There is a lot of news surrounding the Chicago Bears here on Wednesday evening, both on and off the field. We are going to do our very best uh, to get to reporting what we know, what we don't know, and everything like that. Uh, So much going on. As a matter of fact, I don't want to belabor the point. So, Sammy, let's just go ahead and start the show. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Adam Ray. Trying to cut it back. Justin Fields making magic happen. There goes Fields. Touchdown. The Sickest Chicago Bears and Fantasy Football Podcast. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. It is Wednesday night. It is time, and you know what that means. It is time for Take It to the Rank. So much stuff uh, to get to to this evening, Uh, much more than we anticipated when uh, we woke up this morning. But I want to remind everybody that the Tyler Scott Show is available for you. We had a great conversation with our rookie wide receiver yesterday talking about a wide variety of topics, including Chase Claypool, how Chase Claypool Regardless of what you might or might not believe or read or anything like that, talking about how much of a leader he has been on this team and a kind of a mentor for Tyler Scott. So that was a very interesting conversation. So if you have an opportunity to uh, go back and listen to that, I would encourage you to do so. Thanks to, so much to everybody who's already uh, watched or saw the numbers. Great. And uh, we appreciate everybody doing that. But right now, uh, as we always do, let's bring in our co host uh, from foxsports.com. One of the best reporters out there. It is Carmen Vitali. Carmen, how are you living? Uh, better than the Chicago Bears. It has been a an interesting, <laughs> interesting couple of hours. And so uh, I, I'll just get right to it. Uh, I'm going to read the reporting that we have, and this is taken from NFL.com. This is what I'm going with, and this is all I'm going to talk about. But Bears defensive coordinator Alan Williams has resigned from his position with the team the Chicago Bears announced on Wednesday. It is with great regret that I tender my resignation as the defensive coordinator of the Chicago Bears football club effective immediately, Williams said in a statement per NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport. I'm taking a step back to take care of my health and my family. I appreciate the opportunity with the Chicago Bears, a storied NFL franchise with a rich history. The McCaskey family is first class and second to none. I would also like to thank Coach Matt Eberflus and General Manager Ryan Poles for giving me the opportunity to come to Chicago I would also like to thank President Kevin Warren, the coaches and players of which I value the relationship and camaraderie. I value the NFL Shield and all it stands for. And after taking some time to address my health, I plan to come back and coach again. 
That is all NFL.com is reporting. You can go to NFL.com, go check out the stories on that. I don't really, again, there's a lot of speculation going on. I'm not going to get into it. Carmen, I know you're not going to get into it, but I think that we can just say this is what's being reported and this is what we're going with right now. Yeah. Um, you know, I this is not something you can be wrong on. So despite yeah. having, you know, sources that have said contradictory statements to what the statement was, it's it's not something that you can really talk about. And uh, trust me, I hope that I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was interesting to my friend Courtney Cronin, who was at House Hall today, also tweeted that she spoke to an attorney that represents Alan Williams, who corroborated the reasoning behind his re- resignation as being for health and family reasons. The Chicago Bears also came out and said through a spokesperson that there was no raid of, of Hallis Hall today. And the police have never been at Hallis Hall in connection to Alan Williams ever. So those were the statements that came out. Again, this is stuff that we have to go on because this is a really sensitive topic. The rumors obviously are what they are. And you just, you, you, you can't, you can't speculate publicly uh, as, as a journalist in, in situations like this. So we're going off of what was said. Yeah, you know, and I'm going to be leaving after this show. Uh, I'll be listening to the Tape Never Lies Network, of course, on our way home. But uh, but I will, uh, I, you know, I, I teach a broadcasting cl- course at Chapman University in Orange, California. And this is one of the things like this, the last couple of weeks, we've really just kind of blown up the lesson plan and talked about on the spot reporting. And this is one of the things that I will be speaking on tonight is that, listen, regardless of what you hear or anything like that, you can only go on the facts. And I know that working for FoxSports.com, working for NFL Network, NFL Media, you have to be very careful with this. And everybody gets their opportunity. Everybody gets their due process. So in fairness to everybody involved, we are going with the reporting that you will see with the Associated Press, all major platforms. We will not be going into rumors and speculation. And I do ask anybody who is chiming in in the comments right now, and I, I haven't seen them, but remember, Sammy is a human being, and we we're not we're not talking about it. This is as much this is as deep as it goes. This is as much as we're talking about. We're going to get into because there's a lot of stuff to talk about on the field, and I sure. want to focus on what's happening on the field. And I know that we had uh, Carmen and I had spoken, or we'd you know uh, sent messages back and forth about everything that's going on on the field. And so from here on out, that's what we're going to be talking about. And I uh, all I ask is that everybody. Everybody respects that and respect what we do uh, as journalists. You're a journalist, but me as a a person in the media as well. But we're just going to talk about the field because there's a lot to talk about what's happening on the field. And I don't know. I know that you were trying to tell me this is way worse than I could ever imagine it being on the field. Um, I mean, you see memes, Justin Fields missing a wide open player. I believe it was Roshan Johnson. I mean, how do how do we explain? Like, what is hap- What is Justin Fields seeing that, or w- what doesn't he see, and how is that possible? I think it's a breakdown of so many different levels. It's not just Justin Fields. It's not just coaching. It's not just the offensive line. It is a culmination of everything, and that is why we are seeing it fall so spectacularly to pieces. And there, it's it's really hard to kind of assign blame in these situations when there's so many different things that are wrong. And I actually did this really in-depth piece on FoxSports.com. It came out today just about what, honestly, what the Packers have done to set up Jordan Love for success versus what the what the Chicago Bears have done for Fields. And it is drastically different. The Bears have not a- actually equipped Justin Fields to succeed. This offseason, I was very intentional with the way I was saying that they were get- letting him 
they were given they were getting rid of all of his excuses. I kept yeah. saying that. I said it on this podcast. They are getting rid of the excuses for Fields. I believe that is different than actually helping him. And so that is what we're seeing kind of play out at this point. And I think it's kind of there's there's fingers going back and forth right now as to who is primarily responsible. But the short and simple answer is everything. It is everybody. everything. Everybody yes, is the answer. Yes. Well, well, yeah, because like, you know, that that play, Justin Fields missed, missed a wide open receiver that would have probably been a touchdown. Then there was the pick six at the end of the game where they run the same play three times like a kid playing Madden. Like I'm running it. I'm running this screen. Is it? And again, you just talked about like taking away all of his excuses. Does Getsy call the screen the third time because he's afraid of Justin Fields taking a sack in the end zone? Because that that's what that's what I immediately thought when I saw it happen. I mean, I guess, but at the same time, you can't tell me that's your only play where you're <laughs> backed up to your own goal line. I mean, we see teams do this all the time. Usually it's a handoff, quite honestly. Throwing a screen that deep in your own territory where you're backed up against your own goal line, especially an inside screen, is unfathomable. And then to call it three different times, because, I mean, they weren't quite so backed up to their goal line before the penalty, but they were still very deep in their own territory. I don't know that that's an advisable play at all. Yeah, And this is that was a situation where you just hand the ball off and you hope to get a couple of yards and some breathing room. I know it was, you know, th that was going to be then it for the series, but... I don't care. I don't know what the Maddie Berflus came out and defended it. And I was, I just, I didn't see it. I don't understand why. And this is what happens though, when you have a new offensive coordinator who has never been a coordinator prior to this job, who has never called plays prior to this job. And quite frankly, worked with a quarterback in his previous job that probably didn't need a, a whole lot of coaching or wouldn't take it for that matter. Right. So, like, yeah. Like, I, I just, I struggle to see situations like that. I don't blame Justin Fields for seeing ghosts, essentially, because he does get hit so often in the pocket. But one of the things that I kind of dived into in the article I wrote for this morning was Justin Fields has the longest time in the pocket of any quarterback in the league. That means from taking the snap until he is either, either throws the ball or gets pressured. He has 2.8 seconds, which not a lot of time, but it's the most time anybody gets in this league, literally. Yeah. And not to mention, he doesn't even crack the top 10 in pressure rate. He has pressured the 14th most of any quarterback right now this season. So you can't tell me that he's constantly under duress and just can't get through his reads because, you know, the pocket's collapsing around him. Sure, it does, but that doesn't happen every time. But then he doesn't trust his protection. And now all of this stuff with the fact that, Braxton Jones has a potential season ending injury being an afterthought to this conversation is insane. It just yes. tells you what a day it was at, at Hallis today. My guy Braxton Jones with the injury. Like that's uh, yeah, that's just the 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 cherry on top of this bleep Sunday that is uh that has been happening since Sunday, the last couple of Sundays. Justin Fields did speak uh to the media. I want to go through both of these clips because it, it's pretty uh it's pretty telling. Uh, Sammy, do we have the uh, the press conference of Justin Fields talking about what's going on? Like, I felt like, you know, I wasn't necessarily playing my game. Uh, I felt like I was kind of robotic and, you know, not just not 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 playing like myself. So, um, you know, uh, my goal this week is just to, you know, say effort and just go out there and you know, play football how I know how to play football. And um, that's not 
that includes uh, thinking less and just going out there and, you know, uh, playing off of instincts rather than just of, you know, so much, so to say, info in my head, data in my head, and literally just going out there playing football. I mean, just going back to it's a game, um, and, and, and that's it, because that's when, you know, I play my best is when I'm just out there playing free and uh, being myself. So um, I'm going to say kind of just bump all the, you know, the, you know, what I should do, what I, uh, this and that, like pocket stuff, like I'm going to go out there and be me. So um, When you say thinking less, what do you think was causing you to think so much, maybe think too much? Um, you know, could be, uh, you know, uh, coaching, um, I think. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it makes it, you know, uh, they're doing their job when they're giving me, you know, what to look at and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I you know, can't be thinking about that when the game comes. I prepare myself throughout the week, and then when the game comes, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's time to play free at that point. Oh my gosh, there is so much to unpack right here because uh, first of all, when you talk about robotic, I've played enough Madden against the computer to know that the computer doesn't hold the ball that long. The computer would have found the open player. But all that being said, a number of things to get through here is um, when he talks about too much information, and I've been wondering this for quite some time because as you know, uh, as I'm sitting here wearing all this golf gear, like when you're when you're golfing or you're trying to instruct somebody playing golf or it, like you cannot give somebody too many tips and they have these things called swing thoughts and you really want to clear your mind of that. Alfonso Ribeiro was telling this great story about and Alfonso Ribeiro is like a great golf, like he's really good. And Nick Faldo saw him on the driving range one time and almost ruined his life because he gave him like thirteen tips and he's like, I don't I don't know what to do. Like I I I've, now I'm more confused than ever instead of just going back and like you should really just have one thing that you're thinking of like you get up there shoulder turn like that or whatever it is whatever your swing thought is it does feel like the the coaches have given him way too many quarterback thoughts way too many throwing thoughts like pick, pick one thing for him to focus on set your feet lead with your whatever it is just one tip or whatever but at the same time this felt like Justin Fields' very elegant way of what Jay Cutler told Mike Martz from the sideline at one point. Um, it feels very reminiscent. I, there is just so much going on with this statement. Uh, I get that, but he's an NFL quarterback. I hate to break it to you. There's a lot of information you have to process as an NFL quarterback to be successful. That's just the way it is. And let's not pretend that Justin Fields is in his second or third start ever. Justin Fields is in his third year in the league. He only got to sit for two games in, in like as a rookie. So he has been granted that was a different system. I get it. But this is the second year in the system. You should have internalized this system well enough that you're yeah. not having to think this much. You okay. should know it like the back of your hand and be able to be instinctual, instinctual within the parameters of what the coaches want you to do. You can't, we can't let him off the hook here either. Like as much as I've talked about Justin Fields, a square Justin Fields fitting into a Luke Getze round hole. The, it's, it's, you still have to try to execute the offense that you have been learning for the past two years now. So I just, or season, like this entering his second yeah, season. I got it. So I don't, I don't buy that he has to like this, that he's given, being given too much information. 
I just, I can't. This is what happens at this level. This is what separates good quarterbacks in the pros from good quarterbacks in college. In college, you can rely on your talent and purely your talent, and that's it. In the NFL, everyone is good. Everyone has talent, including the guys that are trying to bring you down on the other side of the line of scrimmage. So you have to be able to internalize what they're doing, what your reads are, what your hot reads are, what you should be checking into if you see something different from the defense pre or post snap. I mean, it's just to say that you're thinking too much at this stage. If Jordan Love was saying this, I would understand Mm -hmm. it a little bit more. This is Justin Fields. He has been a starter in this league. He does not have these excuses. So I get that this is not an offense tailored to his skill set, which is on the coaching staff. Yeah. But don't tell me that you have to go out there and you can't perform because you're thinking too much. You should know this stuff by now. I just, I, I, it's tough love, but I think it's true. No, it's fair. It is fair. Uh, as somebody who, you know, and I'm a, I'm a coach myself. I coach 10 you, but at the yeah. same time, you got to figure out, you got to know the athlete too. I don't know. I'm, I, I don't want to make excuses for Justin Fields. Cause I, he, he does have to execute. You're still making poor decisions, whether they're giving you too much to think about or not. He's still making poor decisions. So I don't want to come off. Like I'm giving, like I'm letting him slide, slide free because um, he definitely deserves to take some of the blame for this. I, but again, like, and this is a philosophical thing about the type of offense they should be running and the kind of plays they should be running that, but it's too late for those excuses. The offense is the offense. You got to go out there and you got to figure it out. And as much as we've heard, you know, people talking about like Justin's always there and he's studying and everything. Like we need to start seeing it on the field there. It's, it's difficult because there's moments like they drive down the field in the, in the opening series. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Like, we got it. I go, oh, we're back. Okay, it was it was a one-week blip. It was a one, you know, we got it. Okay, everything's fine. And then it just falls apart. Then he makes a great throw to Trace Claypool. And he's like, oh, he's back. And then he's not. And then it's just on and on again. And it's just a cycle that I think for most Bears fans, we're just sick of repeating. Like, it's, it is almost, and I hate to say it, but it's like Mitch Trubisky all over again. Like, oh, like, I remember that 2019 game, the 100th anniversary of the NFL. Like Mitch is going to come out swinging. Like he's ready now. And then it was a terrible, terrible, terrible game against the Packers to start the season, an embarrassing loss at home. Or was it at home? Was it on the road? Was it at home? In any event. And then it was, then it was a, a quagmire of a season, which this is starting to shape up to. And then now we're just like going through the same Groundhog Day scenario as everything else. Um, I do want to play though. What he, he tried to change his tune in the locker room, which is amazing. Uh, Sammy, do we have that as well? I, I want to go over those comments too. His jobs are to get clicked. So it's like, when you take my quote out of context, I mean, when you just say that, if you paint the picture on the inside out, like y'all are trying to split, split us up at the center. I'm not blaming anything on the coaches. I'm never going to blame anything on the coaches. Never going to blame anything on my teammates. I will take every, whatever happens in the game, I will take all the blame. I don't care. To drop pass, it should have been a pass. Put it on me. But never will you hear anything come out of my mouth to where I will blame it on somebody else. In this organization, my teammates, never will you hear that. So I just want to clear that up and just know that, like, I need to play better. That's it. Point blank. If, if y'all, that's, that's what I should have said in the first place. But, you know, I was trying to give y'all more details because... You know, I appreciate y'all for doing what y'all do. And I try to give y'all the information y'all want for you guys' job. So um, I'm going to do that and in the future. like, But I ask you guys to, just to put the whole quote out. Don't 
cut it up into words and pieces to make it seem like I'm saying something that I'm not. So, um, again, appreciate you guys what you do, and um, y'all have a pleasure. That's it. I mean, but he did kind of say the coaches. He ex- he was uh, listen. I've been taken out of context all like a lot. Honestly, yeah. that's like literally part of my job. Is part of our, or part of our jobs is the fact that people splice up. Right, I I do it to you all the time. You do it to me all the time. I accuse you of being a Bears hater almost every all week. The time. This was not that. I did not see a single quote out there that misrepresented the sentiment behind. I think it, we're getting confused as to what taken out of context means. <laughs> Justin true. Fields was not taken out of context. Yes, quotes are spliced up a little bit, but the sentiment was all true, at least from the way that he had said everything at the podium. Now, if you wants to come out and say, listen, I did not speak clearly enough. I don't think that it came out the way I wanted it to or the way I meant it. And I apologize for that. But this is what I actually meant. Fine. You can do that. But do not say that it is our job to get clicks and that we purposely took you out of context and made you say things that you didn't say in order to achieve that. That is not at all what happened. And it really rubbed me the wrong way, clearly, because now I just feel like, too, He said something in there where he was like, well, I was just trying to give you some details for y'all's job. And it's like, no, 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 that's part of that. That is literally part of your contract. You have got to speak to the media yeah. and it is on you. What, what, how you say things and what details you provide. If you need media training, then get with the PR staff. They are, that is what they are there for, but do not come at us. Like we are being malicious in this case as we being media also yeah. the, like blanketing a media statement is just insane. Like there's not like one head of all of the media, the media. that is just like, ah, media. Like I, it, it really, really, really rubbed me the wrong way. And because now I feel like he's just not, he's going to be even more vague than he was before. And yeah. that's honestly, that's hurting the fans because that is all we as journalists are, our vessels to get information for fans. That's why we exist. That is why we are here. That's at least how I approach my job is to give fans context, to give fans information that they wouldn't already have or otherwise have. So to just to come out there and put the blame on the wonderful working folks of the Bears media contingent and saying that they purposely took him out of context was just no, 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 dude. No one was taking you out of context. You said one of the reasons that you are not playing your game is potentially coaching and you need to play more free. Great. Okay. I feel like a lot of people's quotes included that, but you can, you cannot back down from the fact that you said one of the reasons was coaching. Coaching. He need. I know that it's, it sucks when a player is so vague and you can ask anybody who's covered the Patriots over the past two decades how frustrating it can be to talk to Bill Belichick or even Tom Brady. I mean, you worked with Tom Brady and you know, like, the, but he they're was, very, he was a looser Tom Brady when we were down in Tampa though. He actually, he, said he was, he, he was, he, he, was, more he, he was, was retirement. He was retirement Tom Brady was, at that he point. He was Florida Tommy. He was Florida yeah. Tommy down there. So it was, it was Tampa Tommy. He was, he was a lot more fun. I feel like. Down but if Bruce, I was, Bruce Arians didn't give a shit. yeah, yeah. Bruce Arians doesn't care. <laughs> It's funny too. Like I, I would tell anybody, like, I wish, you know, if, if something, ha- or even I don't care who the quarterback is next year, or who the coach is next year, like the bears can bring me in for a week and I will sit there and help them with their training. Because I think a lot of times, and this is what, listen, I'm going to pull back the curtain. When you're interviewing people, 
And this goes for like, because this is also a thing for stand-up comedy too, is that you as an interviewer cannot be afraid of silence. It'd be you ask somebody a question. Hey, Justin Fields, like who, what is holding you back? And then he'll, he'll give a real short answer and then just sit there and just don't fill up the time because eventually that person will start talking. And that's how we get to the truth. And that's what happened with Justin right there. We got to the truth because he kept talking. Had he just stopped talking, had he said, I need to play better. I need to play more free. Done. And, and hold your ground. Be awkward for six seconds and let somebody, let Kevin Fishbane then ask the next question. Like, just be fine with it. I, I'm, I like fish. I'm teasing. I like him. Listen, the only reason I still have an athletic account is because of fish. Because the Angels reporting on that stupid, not stupid, that network drives me insane. And I it costs me just a dollar a month. And I want to get rid of it because they're so unfair to the Angels. But Kevin's so good that I keep the athletic because of him. And um, so I'm not picking on him. I'll say Nick Moriano next time. <laughs> but it, But he wanted to say it. Like you eventually just start speaking the truth because you're frustrated and it's fine. And I really wish he would have come out again. This is like before he spoke to the reporters, I would have been like, dude, just go out there and say, I'm frustrated. I, what I meant to say was, is I need to be better. The coaches have done a great job of preparing me. It's my job to be better. End of story. Boom. Yeah. Okay. Like that's cool. Like, now you all wanted like don't don't do that. Don't be that. That guy. was that was yeah exactly. That was the thing that really just. I think that's why it rubbed me the wrong way was because he started and then reiterated that he was like, I get that y'all have a job to do and you need clicks and all that other stuff. And I'm like, no no no, no. you're acting way too defensive now. And it's like it's that yeah. age you know when you're acting defensive, usually you have something to hide. Yeah. And it's like if you spoke your mind, stand behind it. Or if you want to clarify it again, fine. And just be like, hey, listen, this isn't what I meant to say. Uh, I want to make sure that people understand that coaches are working hard and and it, this is a processing thing with me and like whatever. Then go out and say that. But there's no reason, there's no need to attack someone and say that he was being taken out of context when every quote that right. I saw that was circulating was very fair. Yeah. And when yeah. and captured the sentiment of what it sounded like he was talking about. We don't know his internal monologue. But we can only go off of what you said. And what Justin Field said was that part of the reason that he's struggling is coaching. Yes, that's what he said. And why he should not have said that. And he should have just owned it. He he did. Like at the end of the statement from the locker room, he's owning it. Like, hey, I got to be better. That's, I'm like, dude, that's all you had to say. Yeah. Just like, I, I got to be better. Like, you know. Like I, I, I wish mean, he, he just he says the same thing every week though. So I think it was I think this was frustration boiling over where he was like, I'm not gonna be your scapegoat. Yeah. Like this isn't on me. I'm trying here. Yeah. But like after and, and everybody's been there. I mean, everybody gets to these points. Like I did it uh today with my daughter because she kept asking me to go. So I'm like, we're going to Del Taco because her brother, her brother got to pick where we were gonna go eat after school. And she did not approve, she did not approve of the choice. And then finally, at some point, you're like, oh, my gosh, stop. Like, you get frustrated and you start saying things. You're like, and then I had to go back. I didn't blame her for clicks. I didn't say, I know you're just trying to get clicks. I just said, I know I know where you want to go to eat, but it is your brother's turn to pick where we're going for lunch. He has chosen Del Taco. End of story. Mm -hmm. Sorry that I got upset, but yeah. I cannot have you sitting in the backseat whining over and over again. But whatever. That's on me. 
That's not you. I'm not blaming her. That is me. I've got to be able to better, better, better handle my emotions. And now she's texting me. No, her mother's texting me from below. Like, don't throw your your daughter under the bus. I'm not. I'm just saying, like, I know we all get frustrated at times. It just happens. It just happens. And I don't know why, because Del Taco is awesome, but that's neither here nor there. What about what? What about moving forward? So now I look at this situation with the Bears and it's pretty dire and nobody's expecting much of anything. And, and, and thankfully we get to play the Kansas city chiefs this week, sure. which is, which is both good and bad because nobody's going to expect us to win. Sure. But last year it's very, it's very reminiscent to me of last season, Monday night football. We're going up against the new England Patriots. I'm sitting there. I used to work the, uh, the NFL total access game day post, whatever the show was called the Mercedes. Oh, wait, they're not a sponsor. Screw them. I'm not going to give it to them. Um, but I worked the post-game show. So we're doing our meeting before the game started. And they said, hey, Adam, we need you to go up there and do a statement about Bill Pars or Bill Parcells. What am I saying? Not Bill Parcells. Jeez, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. Parcells. What am I? Goodness gracious. I've now become that announcer that's just so rooted in the old school. But Bill Belichick's old. What am I, what's wrong with I was going to say, Bill Belichick's been in the league forever. It's not like I'm mixing up Matt and Mike LaFleur. He also has but, his own coaching tree and everything, so. <laughs> but it all but it's all the bill parcells coaching tree it i is, mean it's, it is it is it's kind but of like it's a, a, it's a branch of the it's the less successful branch. Of well i mean like it, but like when you talk like people talk about uh kyle shanahan's coaching tree and you're like yeah. well that's that's mike's it, it starts with mike shanahan yeah, my, mike shanahan yeah so, i always call the, it the shanahan so yeah, i don't i don't i don't there you go i don't yeah. differentiate between the shanahan <laughs> I got to give Mike, Mike is, I don't know if you've ever talked to him. I've, I always found Mike to be a nice guy. So I want to give him a little bit of love and uh, wait, wait till we pull him out of the mothballs to coach the bears next year. But in any event, uh, I'm joking. I'm joking. But is there any way, like, could the bears like, this is, I don't know. Is there any way that they could turn this around? Could this be the shock of all shocks of Justin Fields when everybody's writing the Bears off, just comes out of nowhere, has the game of his career, maybe throws for 300 yards, everything goes crazy? Is it is it possible or is these is this just me wish casting once again? I mean, I think it's you wish casting, if I'm being honest. But like we all heard Justin Fields say that he's gonna go F it. I'm gonna do what I did yeah. last year and whatever. We heard it. That means Spags and the Kansas City defense heard it. Like, Steve Spagnuolo is a very good defensive coordinator. And, like, yeah. not that he needed Justin Fields to literally point him in the direction that he was going to go this this game. But, like, now he knows for sure, basically. And I just feel like, especially with Chris Jones now a week more into this thing and kind of ramped up and everything, like, this is go probably going to be ugly. Uh, if I had to guess. And I don't know what going forward looks like for the Bears because this offensive system has already been it's 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 there. Like trying to change a system halfway through or in in midseason at like once you're into the season already, like if they brought in Greg Roman, that was something that I kind of jokingly, but not so jokingly, floated around in the piece I did today was yeah. Justin Fields would be good in Greg Roman's offense in Baltimore that Lamar Jackson thrived in. Yeah, he is like Justin Fields is not a rhythm passer that is supposed to operate this 11 personnel offense that is so common within the Shanahan McVay tree that Getsy is trying to get him to do the Bears so far through two games have been in 11 personnel 78.4% I believe is the is the figure I pulled. No, you're uh, correct. The, I'm just shaking my head that we're doing it. It's the four. It's the fourth highest rate in the league. <laughs> And not to mention Ryan Poles has built this team as an 11 personnel team. 
And I'm like, okay, then yeah, of course you want Justin Fields to stay in the pocket and pass because you have these receivers and you've built this scheme to do that. But that's not what Justin Fields is good at. He's not a rhythm passer. He is a guy that is going to run hard and benefit from a really good, one of those wing T wonderfully, wonderful, tough running schemes. And then you send some guys vertical and you let Justin Fields take some shots down the field. That is what it would work for Justin Fields, in my opinion, because it's what worked for Lamar Jackson. It's what worked for Jalen Hurts. But you do not have the personnel to operate that team right now, which is really, that's what makes trying to switch this up in the season so difficult. He doesn't have that big outside receiver. DJ Moore's not a big guy. He's a number one receiver, I get, but he's not the guy that you need to operate something like that. Gets you a Mike Evans. And like that's my, I might be wish casting on my, you know, because oh, I'm like, oh, go, 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 go play, <laughs> come, come to Chicago, come hang yeah. out with me. Yeah. Um, but I just, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't benefit sk- Fields' skill set in any way, shape, or form. And I don't know how you turn this thing around midseason, even if you were like, bring on Greg Roman as like a consultant, like coaches have egos. That just doesn't, no, that doesn't no, seem no. to me like it would work. You missed the boat. You you really missed the boat, and I I defended the move at the time when they brought in Matt Eberflus, and you're like, okay, like I don't mind a defensive minded coach being the head coach as long as like just let the offensive coordinator run everything, and they put the the faith into Luke Getze, and I, it's fine. I guess it's kind of worked out in I was going to say San Diego, but Los Angeles with Justin Herbert. You know, he's kind of thrived with Brandon Staley as the coach. Now Brandon Staley is the dude who goes out there and does wacky things and going for it on fourth and 21 from his own four, but whatever. Uh, that's what the, that's what the notes say. I just, it just gets, fr- it just, I don't know. I, I just, it's funny to me because any kid who's playing Madden knows how to handle and run this offense. Like you watch any of these Madden tournaments and anybody who's using like the, they will use the bears for a specific reason because of Justin Fields and they run an offense. That's like, suited for him and that's the way they use it and i know the bears the bears would never be the organization to be like i'm gonna just hire a madden gamer as the uh, offensive coordinator but like it couldn't be worse it literally couldn't be worse and it would be a cool movie it would be like the gran turismo movie i actually didn't see that but i want to because i loved playing that game on the original playstation one that was like my my game but the thing is like Again, this is Luke Etsy's first time calling plays and building his own offense. That's not something you can get away with when you have a defensive, also first-time head coach. What needed to happen, I feel like, was hiring someone very experienced that knows how to call a game and has done it over and over and over again if you're going to bring along a young quarterback, and especially one that understands your young quarterback. I mean, what are we doing? Like, put more running backs on the field. Like I'm begging you at this point because defenses these days are built to defend the pass because it is such a passing league. You throw two, you throw a pro set out there with two running backs and Justin Fields who factors into that run game and make the defense figure out how to block or how to defend three running backs. They can't do that. They haven't been built to do that in two decades. So like, why wouldn't you bring in someone that has some at least more of that kind of background and knows how to call games and kind of get somebody comfortable with this skill set? I just it totally baffles me. And I know it's a he said it's a, it's a woulda, coulda, shoulda type situation because yeah. this is who the Bears have. But it's really disheartening to go into the second year of this offense and realize that 
for all the times that they told us they were going to work Justin Fields into this system and they were going to tailor it to him and they were going to make sure to do what he is good at. They told us that all last year. They told us that leading into this season and the bottom line is they haven't done it. Yeah. And that is why we're seeing all of this disconnect because yeah, I mean, Justin Fields doesn't have that comfortability at all. Making a quarterback one dimensional period doesn't make any sense, which is why, like, even if you were going to switch into this 11 personnel offense, I don't know why you wouldn't mix in more runs, especially more RPOs, get creative that way, because any sort of one dimensional offense is just not going to work these days. Defenses are too sophisticated. Yeah. And now so, they all, yeah. And, I keep and ranting. Way- I'm sorry, guys. No, I'm mad for do. you. I'm Everybody's mad for you guys. It's upsetting. And it's like, and you watch the eyes of the Tampa Bay defenders and everybody's spying the quarterback the way that they set it up, which is why some of our receivers were wide open running buck naked down the field and we didn't get the ball to him. And it's frustrating. That guy in the Dallas airport. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. That was, and I thought that was going to be the wildest thing I saw today, but uh, what about, uh, how about some questions? I should, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm hesitant, Sammy. Do we have any questions? That's got to do with stuff that's on the field. Uh, only good thing today is that Field said he's going to stop playing like he has been and go out and ball, play his best game. Best thing I've heard from him this season. I hope he does it. I really wish he would have stuck to that. Like, if, again, if he would have just came out with a statement like, I, I'm just going to F it and let it rip, and that's the statement, like everybody, everybody champions you. Everybody rallies around you. And even when you yell at the coaches, people are probably still like, yeah, okay, them too. But don't. Be, but you're backtracking now, and I don't like it. And I want you to be committed to what you're going to do. And I was talking to, uh, I was talking to Phil today and I'm like, cause we were talking about like, is Justin Fields going to turn it around? I'm like, Oh, he's going to turn it around. He's going to be great. He's like, I don't know. I'm like, wait till next year when he's the giants quarterback and Brian Dable has him fixed. I'm choking. I'm just joking. I just want to stoke the flames. I've chosen, I've chosen violence now. You, yeah. Well, I understand you're the, you're the violent one, even though I choose violence more in my daily life. But anyway, um, I just, I, I don't love this though, because guess what? The team, like he came out of nowhere last year. Like we all knew he could run. I don't think anybody knew he could run like that. And yeah. now the cat's out of the bag and defenses. I mean, the, look at what the bucks just did. They made sure to take away the run as much as possible. Mm. And then you force fields to throw. That is what defenses are going to hone in on. So I just don't see Justin Fields being able to beat defenses now who are hip to his game with his legs anymore. I mean, it still presents issues, especially again, if you put more diff- like different personnel on the field, have your personnel, you get a couple tight ends in there, you get a couple backs and then like you have to force the defense to make some decisions. Fine. But like, he can't just go out and play hero ball without the rest of the offense buying in is my point. Yeah. And otherwise it's just going to end. I feel like again, in catastrophe and it's going to end in him getting sacked. I mean, he was the most sacked quarterback that he, that uh, in the league last year. And that was with him balling out. Like he was balling out from a running perspective, but if teams take that away, which is decently easy to do, if you know that that's what you're after, I just, I don't see this ending well. And I don't love him just completely disregarding what the coaches are trying to instill in them. Not to mention, this means that they're not getting the evaluation they needed to out of fields. And it's kind of his own death sentence with the Chicago bears. Wait, hold on. They're, they're getting the evaluation they needed. That's uh, true. It's just not, it's not to make him the franchise quarterback. It's not the evaluation that we wanted. And it's, and it's, 
disheartening in, in some respects. I, but when I, when I, when I, when I first saw his statement before he started trashing the coaches, uh, but when I first saw his statement, I honestly, and this is, I, I didn't take it from a perspective of he was going to run more. I felt like he was going to start trusting his reads more. Because if you looked at the play, like when it was a desperation time, when he needed to drive down the field, when he needed a touchdown pass to Chase Claypool or just to anybody, but the the ball that he threw to Chase Claypool, it's one he didn't hesitate on. He just was like, okay, like I can't, you can't afford to play it too safe. Like you have to go out there and trust it. And it's kind of like, uh, and again, I hate to continue to use golf analogies, but it's kind of like when you're, if you're struggling when you're swinging, a lot of it has to do with like you're thinking in a sense of like you're thinking too much, like just not trusting everything. And I think that I hope that's what he meant. Like, hey, I trust that this guy is going to be open. I trust that that DJ Moore is going to make a play, that Chase Play Claypool can make a play for me, and I'm going to throw the ball. He's not going to sit there and wait for everything to be perfect because it's never perfect. And I think that was one of the biggest critiques of everything that I saw online, particularly from Brian Baldinger, one of the best in the game, breaking down like, Justin's just got to throw it. And I hope that's what he meant, is like, I just got to grip it and rip it and just, you know what? He can't be too concerned, but trust the reads and trust the – Trust the coaching so far. I hope. I, ho- I hope that that's the case too. But I mean, he's never shown that he can throw with anticipation and throw to those spots. And it means that those receivers have to be there already. And that's just not realistic because you're going to telegraph exactly what you're about to do to the defense if you continue to do that. I mean, we saw Fields be most successful on that first drive of the Tampa Bay game. But guess what? That was scripted. Every ten to every the first ten to fifteen plays, if not more, of every game for every team are scripted. That is, you go into the game knowing exactly what you're going to run because it's meant to try to figure out what the defense is going to do against you. And it's meant mm-hmm. to get that evaluation mid-game or like in, in each individual game. So Justin had all the time in the world to prepare for stuff like that. And then down the, you know, when crunch time came in and they needed a score and he does let that ball rip to Chase Claypool, which I think was probably his best throw of the day. I mean, it was instinctual, but also there was no reading involved in that. It was like, okay, I know I'm going to go to Chase Claypool on this play, and I'm just going to throw it that way. And that's not reading your defense. That's not sustainable. And so that's what concerns me, because we've never seen him be able to see routes before they come open or see receivers being open before they get there. I mean, it's just, and again, defenses are too sophisticated for you to sustainably play like that anymore. That's why I'm concerned. And I hope that I'm wrong, um, but so far, I haven't been. So yeah, far. all right. You know, well, that's enough. I'm kicking you off the show. No, uh, no. You, no, I do, no. Have to, I do have to she leave. Does, that was my parting thought. She does have to leave. Uh, tell us once again where you can find the article you were just talking about uh, for FoxSports.com. Yeah, FoxSports.com. Um, it is basically, it details what the Packers have done to help Jordan Love and what the what the Bears have not done to help Justin Fields. So go on FoxSports.com or you can go on my Twitter. Um, they really not- actually kind of blew the, blew the article up. You need your own vanity URL. Like, what's up with that? Do I need to call Kevin Jackson and be like, you no, should be no, able to if go- you go, if you go to my, if you go to my Twitter and you click the link in my bio, it will all take right. you straight to all of the things that I have written for foxsports.com. So you can also do that. All right. Um, but what but, I want yeah. is foxsports.com slash Carmi V. I think that exists. I think that's right. Carmen Vitale, but I think it exists. Like I said, it's right. whatever it's like slash personalities slash Carmen Vitale. So go to the link in my bio on my Twitter or X or whatever it's called these days. 
Um, and check out the article. I promise you there was a lot of thought that went into it. It was, I, I talked to a lot of people actually, and even some people unprompted evaluators and scouts and, and stuff across the league just kind of hit me up. Uh, I, I like most of the information in that article, I did not go looking for. And I just sat there and I thought critically about it for probably a good two to three hours before I started writing. So check it out. All right. Well, I'll be sure to, I'll, uh, you know what? I'm going to make my class read it tonight too. So there's going to be, there's going to be 14 extra clicks from Chapman university. So, uh, you're, you're, you're going to, you're going to be over in orange. Uh, but we want to thank you once again for being here and, uh, we look forward to uh, talking to you next week. Okay. Talk to you guys later. Bye. We'll see you later. There she goes. The great Carmen Vitale. Go check out her work at foxsports.com. No vanity URL, but whatever. Uh, not everybody gets one. Uh, speaking of Justin Fields, we didn't even talk about this. How much he sucked in fantasy. And uh, speaking of fantasy, underdog fantasy is the easiest way to play fantasy sports. Go to underdogfantasy.com or better yet, download the app. The Underdog Fantasy app, because that's how I heard about Cam Akers today being traded to the Minnesota Vikings. But here's the cool thing. If you go to underdogfantasy.com right now and you sign up, Underdog Fantasy will match your initial deposit up to $100. Just use the promo code SICK. Sign up today using the promo code SICK, uh, because at some point this week, I'm going to make Sammy go and set up our Suicide League. Suicide League's are so much fun and underdog fantasy is one of the few platforms where you can go. It's a guillotine league. Sorry. Guillotine league. The guillotine league is the only one of the few places where you can go play uh guillotine style fantasy football. If you, if you don't know about it, go check it out. You're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to start a week. We're going to start a league in like week force. We'll probably do the draft next week. It'll be, a, it'll be fun. Trust me. I'm going to try to get some of my, I want to get as many people involved as possible. I, I am in a guillotine league for the first time this season. I'm going to lose this week. And uh, I'm eventually going to get chopped unless Dak Prescott has a thousand points, but that's not going to happen. So it's fine. I've come to that realization and I'll do what I do. Do we have any other questions though before it could be, it could be fantasy or whatever. I don't care. Uh, if Getsy's system is from the Mike Shanahan system, why don't the bears run some of the, uh, some of the offense that the Broncos did for Jay Cutler bootlegs option plays when, yeah, when Cutler had 4,500 yards, uh, I agree with you, Will, we have like, I hate screens. Like I hate screens. I don't like that part of this, of what's going on. Like you've got to be really good and you've got to be really sharp uh, with everything that you're doing. And honestly, I really do believe that what they should have done is gone out. I, I really wish they would have. Well, I wish they, I, I wanted Brian Dable. I wish they would have taken in Greg Roman. Uh, that would have been huge because, and I wonder if, you know, if Jim Harbaugh eventually becomes the coach, because let's be honest, and I didn't want to say this with Carmen around because she's a reporter, uh, but it's like this, this coaching, like with everything that's going on, like there's no way, like everybody's gone. And even like at the end of the season, if you wanted to trade Justin Fields, because he will be going into his fourth year next season, uh, that'll give a team a year, like the giants of like looking at him and being like, oh, okay, we'll keep him. We'll give him that fifth year option and see what happens. So there's a lot of things they've got to go and, you know, cause they'll probably be good at like, they're going to finish poorly enough to get a quarterback feels like, but I don't know. I don't want to be too negative because Tyler and I were talking about this. I'm not ready to give up. I do think that there's a chance that they could shock the world. I still believe that Justin Fields is going to go out there and I, I feel like they do need to run some things that benefit him. Move the pocket. He doesn't have to run but make them think that you run when you, when she was talking about Tampa Bay 
basically running this scheme where the seven guys up in the zone, the, the, the guys in the zone are looking, everybody's looking at the quarterback. Use that to your advantage. Now, obviously, Justin Fields missed those receivers against the Buccaneers. Don't miss them against Kansas City. Get rid of the ball. And I hope that's what Justin meant, was that he was just going to get rid of the ball, let it rip. Don't be afraid to make a mistake. You know, I tell my 10U team all this all the time. I know. this. I should start a, a, a Twitter account called 10U Coach. Just with my, my pearls of wisdom, as I tell my girls, don't be afraid to make a mistake. Uh, don't turn the, my two things. Don't be afraid to mistake. But if you do make a mistake, don't turn the ball over in the middle of the field. That's the only reason we've given up goals this season. We had a shutout in week one and we made four turn out. Oh, actually the referees. No, 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 no. It was us. But listen, uh, by the way, oh, you know what I wanted to mention too, as well. You know, I didn't want to put this in when we were talking about the heavy stuff at the top, but Hey, if you're not going to the game this week at soldier field, you should be watching the game at game room, Chicago located at the historic Chicago Athletic Association Hotel right across from Millennium Park, and it features billiards, shuffleboard, skee-ball, pop shot and so much more. And it has plenty of space to watch your favorite game, like the Chicago Bears, with a menu featuring Michelin-starred chef Mariari Katsumura snack foods, beer towers, a weekend Bloody Mary bar, and shareable signature cocktails. Game Room Chicago is the place to be on game day. Yeah, you want to go and feel the energy? You want to walk around the city? It might be a little dour this week compared to other weeks. But this is where we want every this is this is where we want them. It's just I don't know, it's very disappointing. And when you see everything that's coming out and I listen, I listen to all the rants on Sunday and I know that I disappear. I I worry Sammy every week. Sammy always gets concerned with about me because I will disappear after a Sunday loss, but usually I just turn my attention to fantasy and I'm giving out fantasy advice. So I, I spend more time doing that after the bears have lost, but I really do. Oh gosh, it's just this. Some of the things that I've seen, and I know a lot of people will be like same old bears, same old bears organization. Like, you know what? I really want to take a moment. This, this is a terrible timing considering everything that's going on with a defensive coordinator. This organization is different because Ted Phil, like a lot of what you look at that went historically wrong with the Bears was part of the Ted Phillips regime when Ted Phillips was overseeing things. This is a brand new organization headed by Kevin Warren, headed by GM Ryan Poles. And we just got started about what, 18 months ago, 20 months ago. These guys have not been around for a long time. So it's not the same old Bears, even though the results have been kind of similar. It's not the McCaskey family. The McCaskey family has stepped back to let football people run this organization. And what is happening right now is that there is an evaluation process going on. And Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren are watching what's happening with the coaching staff, with the quarterback, and everybody's being evaluated. Now, again, I don't want to be – I listen – Matt Eberflus, I'll back you up. I'll back you up. Fine. Okay, fine. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. We should support this team because there's nothing we can do to change it at this point. There is no coaching hire. There's no coaching fire. There's nothing like that that can change what is already set in motion. We're we're pot committed. Our hand is not changing. If we've been dealt a two and a seven, those cards are not changing. We can hope for some magic on the river, at the turn, whatever it is. 
But right now we have the cards that we have and anything that we think about in the future is just that it's in the future. So for the here and now, let's just support the team. And I'm with him. And I don't think that I have to be a rah-rah guy. I don't think that I'm, I'm being out of bounds that I'm being a homer or whatever. Like I just want my team to win and I want to see them win right now. And I will give them the benefit of the doubt because I have a lot of respect for the men who play for the Chicago bears, including our friends, Tyler Scott and Bayless Jones and Kari Blazen game guys who have been on this show that we're, they're our guys. They are our guys. So we will support them regardless of what's going on. We will continue to support them. That does not mean that we're not being critical about this. Nobody has wanted Justin Fields to, to succeed more than me. Nobody wanted Justin Fields drafted by this organization more than me. I was in on that. I said, because obviously Trevor Lawrence was going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I said, I want of all the quarterbacks who are available, the quarterback that I would want is Justin Fields. If it is playing out that he is not going to be successful for this organization, I, I can't wish it any other way. I just can't. And so when they go out there, I'm I'm supporting Justin Fields. I still think that he has the skills to be an NFL quarterback. And the more it goes on, the more it might, it might not be for the Chicago Bears. And I was joking earlier when I said, watch him go to the Giants and become a, 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 a Hall of Famer. That got listen, that was realistic as him winning this week. Like you don't, you don't you just don't know. But I think that both things can be true. You can go out there and be supportive of this team, be supportive of the guys who are going out there and playing this game, but also looking at them with a critical eye. Like, I'm not going to lie. It has not been good. There are not things to take, to take out of, out of contact. No, like there's not things, there's not takeaways. There's not many takeaways. The effort was better in week two. Tyler and I talked about that, but at the same time, like we need to start seeing results. Chase Claypool was telling, he was saying it to Tyler. We have not won since I've been here. We have not won since October of last year. We need to change that. We can be hopeful for that, but at the same time, like we're still critical. I'm supportive and critical. Like if my daughter's not doing her homework, I can be critical of that. That does not mean I don't support her. I do not love her. I do not want the best for her, but she's got to do her homework which she's actually doing right now. She's doing a great job. She kills it in school for all of you concerned. The bears just need to be able to do that. And we need to start seeing that we need to start seeing the work on the field and we, we need to start seeing some continuity. So in any event, uh, I will, ask, are there more questions? If there are questions about what's going on on the field, uh, should I play DJ Moore this week against Kansas city? I'll, I'll take this Brett. Absolutely. DJ Moore, Great, great. Fantasy wise last week. And if Justin Fields is going to go out there and take more initiative and pass the ball, then absolutely. One of the good, one of the not good things, but in a game that, you know, if I was looking at this more objectively, I'm still looking at it objectively. The bears could be in a position where they have to throw the football a ton, where they have to keep pace with the chiefs. Like look at the Chiefs side of things. Like I look at it this way. You want to start all your chiefs. I have so many teams that have Mahomes and Travis Kelsey as a stack. And I'm like, I hate that this is the, I hate that this is the get right game for all those fantasy teams because the opportunity is there. And this is going to be a thing like Patrick Mahomes is probably going to throw for 400 yards. He's going to he's going to attempt like 60 passes, though. And all these guys are going to feast. Sky Moore is going to end up with 10 receptions. Kadarius Tony's probably going to bat away five, but catch four. You know, all these other guys, all the other randos. 
oh, there's so many guys on the Chiefs who can catch the ball. But I will tell you this though. Here's so start DJ Moore. Here's one. Here's a here's a funny one for anybody who missed out on Jerome Ford or anything like that. You know, you you know. First of all, see if anybody dropped Cam Akers before he was traded because you know people did. Oh, I can guarantee you, people were dropping Cam Akers. Also, what you need to do is uh, I had it on the top of my oh. Thank goodness. I'm losing my mind. Clyde Edwards, Alaire. Clyde Edwards, Alaire is somebody that you need to go and pick up right now. Because if Isaiah Pacheco, who mispracticed on Wednesday is unable to go this week, Clyde Edwards, Alaire could end up getting a bulk of the carries, especially if it's kind of a boat race and they're winning by a ton and Clyde Edwards, Alaire is out there getting garbage time points. That could be, that could be, there's your fantasy tip. Of the week. Anything else, Sammy, before we sign off? Don't want to make I want to make sure we don't miss anything. By the way, thanks again to Game Room Chicago, Underdog Fantasy, uh, for being supporters of this show. I'll just go ahead and cut and listen. And again, for anybody who is joining the, the show late, we're going with the reporting from NFL.com and uh, the Associated Press. We will not speculate on anything regarding Alan Williams, other than you know what? His statement said that he had health concerns. And he's going to go address those in hopes to return to the NFL at some other point. And we will leave it at that for this moment. So I know it is not a great time to be a Chicago Bears fan. That's why we appreciate you coming back and supporting. Let this be the community. Let's let's use this to help each other feel better. When things are not going the way that we want it to, sometimes we need to look within ourselves and we need to look within the sick family. And for everybody who's been here this evening, uh, commenting, having hopefully having a good time. I know it's tough with everything that's going on. So we do appreciate you being here. We will be back Friday. I forgot to ask Kimmy checks if she will come on with me. If she doesn't, then we're done forever. But in any event, uh, we will have a show. We'll do a ranks rival on Friday. If not, we'll try to get Greg Braggs to come back. I'm calling him out right now. Greg, if you're listening, come join us on Friday. We need, we need your perspective. But in any event, thanks to Carmen Vitale for being here. Thanks to Sammy for putting this all together. It's going to get better, everybody. Bear down and Sammy, go ahead and play us out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy.